When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Him to be able to come in and mentor a young coordinator was really important. Um, so, you know, to me, that's about being, um, being, you know, talking about your your particular scheme and making sure that carries on in the future. And, uh, you know, I think that that part is was as important to me as anything. Mike Zimmer there, back here on Purple Daily. Matthew Collar along with Brian Murphy. And now we go to a former minor league pitcher and senior analyst at Pro Football Focus, Steve Palazzolo. What's up, Steve? How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. I used to call minor league baseball games as a broadcaster, and people do not realize what a bleep show it is, but also how awesome it is, the minor leagues. Yeah, that's uh, that about sums up the career, you know, the the crazy bus rides and the craziness that goes on, but we're all, we were all trying to live a dream, right? And uh, playing a kid's game, so it was fun. We had a guy who took a break from the team because his buddy was getting married in California and he wanted to fly back for the wedding. And then they let him fly all the way back to New York and then cut him when he got back. It was great. But that's my favorite. <laughs> that sounds about right. I saw guys. I saw guys pitch in spring training and then come back and get released. I mean, it's. Uh, yeah, it could be a, a cutthroat, difficult world as well for not much money at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, where the money is truly at is at Pro Football Focus. And so we have to talk about the Vikings and, and what they've done here over the last several weeks offensively. And they've emerged by most statistical measures, traditional or some otherwise, as one of the best offenses in the NFL. Steve, are you buying that Kirk Cousins can lead a truly great and potentially Super Bowl caliber offense? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know about Kirk Cousins all the time. You know, he's up, he's down, but I think, you know, I think Kirk is one of those guys where if you surround him with the right supporting cast, I think that's kind of been the story of his career, right? I mean, I think he's had, he's had good receivers in Washington and good play callers. And, uh, you know, he's always worked well off play action or, you know, when he gets that high volume play action game like he has this year, you can extract good production out of him. That's how I will, that's how I will. Uh, describe it, and I think Minnesota is doing a fantastic job of that. I love Dalvin Cook uh, as much as we're not supposed to like running backs at PFF. I love Dalvin <laughs> Cook. I love what he brings to the table. I think he's um, honestly. I think he's. I, I always thought he was right up there with Zeke and Todd Gurley and all these guys that people uh, thought were the best pure runners coming out the last three or four years. So I love a lot of what Minnesota's done. And you know, for years people talked. You know, the recent years it's been this McVeigh coaching tree and. Then people kind of forgot about Shanahan, but they all forget that maybe it's Kubiak, right? That's kind of like sitting atop that. And I think we're seeing that 
uh, a little bit of in, in Minnesota where they're, they're just making a lot of uh, much better decisions working that play-action game and getting the most out of Kirk. What do you think it is about Gary Kubiak? Like, what part of his offense is it that can always get more out of quarterbacks? Like Jake Plummer and Brian Greasy and Matt Schaub, and now with Cousins where his numbers have just gone way up. It seems like you know everybody else will get the label of quarterback whisperer or this or that, but here's old Gary just still out there doing it. I, mean, I think it really starts with the play action game. I think, I mean, even if you just watched on Sunday night and if you're just looking at quarterback statistics and you're watching the throws that Cousins made, and this isn't to take anything away from what Cousins has done the last four, five, six weeks, um, but such a huge chunk of his yards were coming just off of boot action and screens, you know, just as this baseline. So much like Andy Reid does uh, with the Chiefs, I think a good play caller. Uh, you know, wins on the edges a little bit, runs that high percentage of play action, has a good screen game, and you just kind of get this, get the quarterbacks to this baseline of production, and then the quarterback still has to make some throws. There'll still be some third and longs here and there. You still have to make those intermediate and downfield throws. But if you start with this baseline of production that comes from the play calling, I think Kubiak's done a really good job of that. And you know that that whole that whole tree does a really good job of running the outside zone scheme, running the play action off of that. And I do think. Uh, the wide zone scheme just creates more holes, I think, with play action because you just get the defense moving uh, vertically and horizontally, and it creates some nice passing lanes. Uh, Steve, last week against Dallas, uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, had two touchdown catches, including a spectacular one-handed grab in the back of the end zone. He's now got four touchdown receptions in the last four weeks after basically being a ghost uh, for the first six, being essentially a, an extra blocker and being told he was going to be a blocker. Are we to think that's just because Adam Thielen's been sidelined the last couple of weeks, or has he reemerged as uh, a scoring threat? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to, you know, when it's just, you know, four touchdowns in such a short period of time to say, okay, now he's going he's gonna to get to 10 this year. But I do think, you know, when you look at all the weapons that the Vikings have, especially when Thielen is on the field, uh, they can attack all levels of the field. They can win uh, in a whole bunch of different areas. I thought that, you know, drafting Irv Smith, was a was just a really nice move to complement what what Rudolph brings to the table, and um, I think part of it was yeah, Thielen's out, and you've got uh, hey, let's use our big target in the red zone. Some of it's just uh, circumstantial, but I, I just really like the way Minnesota has built their group of playmakers. You know, you've got the route runners on the outside, you got the big tight end in the middle and Rudolph, you've got the the shiftier, better route running tight end and Irv Smith. So I think they've done it the right way, and because you have multiple options to go to on a given play. You can go to the big guy, Rudolph, when uh, when things open up for him. Talking with Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. Okay, Steve, uh, this is weird to ask now because I've been here for uh, a couple of years and Mike Zimmer's defenses are always great, but can the Vikings win with a mediocre pass defense? Or do you think it gets turned around? I mean, I think that's very possible that they get hot toward the end of the year and improve, but so far they're a mid-pack type of defense, which is... Very unusual for Zimmer, but I think that's the reality right now. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think in today's NFL, you can win uh, with a mid-tier type of defense. I think um, it, it was almost inevitable just the way the team had been trending. I thought you could see this clear peak in 2017 when you're looking at that roster. And it reminds me of uh, the, the 49ers a few years ago, 2011 and 12. They had this incredible starting 11 or 12 that they would rotate in there, but you just didn't feel like the depth was there. I, I felt like Minnesota was kind of hitting that point a couple of years ago, and I think that's why we've kind of seen some of that regression, especially with 
you know, with Rhodes and, and Wayne, just some of the some of the injuries and various things happening on the back end. So um, it's not easy, um, but uh, I, I think it's I think it's doable in today's NFL. And also, I think Zimmer he's always around the defense that can scheme it up a little bit and make things difficult on the offense. So I think he can always get the most out of his talent. It just puts a lot more pressure on the offense, which of course has been cooking recently. Uh, Steve, Colin Kaepernick plans to audition for NFL teams Saturday in a in a private workout arranged by, of all folks, the NFL uh, in Atlanta. But uh, only Saturday, not any other day that uh, might be convenient for Kaepernick. But all 32 teams have been invited to watch him. What do you expect to come out of this? Is it is it a little bit, is it just cosmetic? Or do you expect something legitimate, some interest to be uh, generated out of this? I have, I honestly have no idea where it all came from, why the timing is what it is. I'll just say from an on-field football standpoint, there's a more nuanced take than I think most people have had about Kaepernick. I think some people in the media think that Kaepernick would be carrying some team to a Super Bowl, and I think other people think he's terrible. And I think there's there's somewhere in the middle where the last time we saw him play in 2016, his PFF grade was in the 50s, which isn't great. Yes, he had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. I think he was elevated a little bit by Chip Kelly's offense that particular year. Uh, he fumbled a little bit too much. You know, that didn't show up in the stats. But at the same time, I think he's a he's better than most of the backup quarterbacks out there potentially, and I think he could easily be on an NFL roster. So uh, there's some kind of nuanced take in the middle of that. I think he could help an NFL team, assuming uh, everything checks out, assuming he wants to play and all that stuff. So um, I think – Teams were showing interest somewhere along the line, and this might be the NFL's way of just kind of letting that happen. Isn't it interesting, Steve, that we had this whole conversation about how the league figured out Kaepernick and you couldn't have running quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden, here we go, and this weekend we've got Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, a matchup that is about as exciting as one that I can remember in a long time, two guys who would have a good case for MVPs. How do you view um, the future of the quarterback position? Do you think it'll always be kind of split down the middle to here's your Kirk Cousins who stands in the pocket, but he could throw the ball really well, and here's your more mobile guys who are playmakers, or five years from now, will we have 60% mobile playmakers? Yeah, I think I think you'll always be able to win with both. I mean, I've heard other people ask, is this like the death of the pocket passer, and you know, just because Brady's going to retire in 10 years and Breeze might retire soon. Like, I don't think we're losing that necessarily, but, um, you know, Watson and Jackson are interesting because they're different. You know, they're, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, they're using him in the designed running game a lot. Like, you know, he's closer to Cam Newton as far as how the team is using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Cam is more of a battering ram, Lamar is, of course, a much, you know, shiftier, faster runner. But, it's the designed run game of Lamar Jackson versus Watson, who's more trying to create outside of structure. Um, so they're different. They absolutely use their mobility. Much like I mentioned, hey, a play caller is going to get you this baseline of production. I still think you need a quarterback who's going to stand in the pocket and get you this baseline of production. And if he can't get you above that baseline of production, if he can't become Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, uh, then having a guy that can create outside of structure or keep the defense off balance through the design run game and the subsequent play action and opportunities off of that, that's where Lamar comes in. That's where Deshaun Watson and maybe um, guys who aren't even as skilled as them maybe can extract offense because they are mobile. So I think we'll see a hybrid, and I think we'll see teams that have, say, quarterbacks 20 through 32 perhaps get more creative with more mobile guys in the coming years rather than trying to find 
the next Breeze, Brady, Peyton, whoever it might be. Somebody should have signed Josh Johnson again. Uh, oh, I think he's played for almost <laughs> every every team with that sort of uh, that sort of hope. Who would you rather have, uh, Jackson or Watson? Uh, I, I would say Watson right now, and it's only because I, I still feel like Lamar has to prove a little bit in my mind. You know, we talk a lot about accuracy as something you can't really teach, but Lamar has improved his accuracy, whether it's because he's still young and is he's really inexperienced as a quarterback. I mean, he's only been playing the position for about five years, so um, with with real play calls, I should say, because in high school it was um, a lot of freelancing. So I, I think Watson has a better track record of things that will – uh, continue to translate though Lamar you can build this whole offense around his skill set and the Ravens are doing that they're taking advantage of every last bit of his skill set but I would still say I feel com- more comfortable with Watson at this point in their careers yeah I kind of wish this game would have been flexed to national TV so I could watch it because I'll be covering Vikings and Broncos um Steve Palazzolo one of my favorite Sorry. follows You're I know it. I know why does the NFL shape its schedule around me and how uh, I want to watch these games? You'd be happier uh, filling potholes, I'm sure. Uh, I did that once. Yep, <laughs> I, that was one of my jobs was uh, road construction. So, yep, I'm happier doing this. Uh, senior analyst at Pro Football Focus, Steve Palazzolo, does a great podcast with our buddy Sam Monson. Always good stuff, Steve. Great to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, thanks, Steve. Yep, for sure. Um, at PFF underscore Steve is Steve Palazzolo and former minor league pitcher. He's also like 6'7". Very tall. And that's all I've got. Break. Um, when we come back, let's... Uh, let's <laughs> that talk was about smooth this. as Braille, man. I know, I know. That's why they gave me this instead of road construction. Uh, we talked earlier about trap games and whether we think they're real. Sage Rosenfeld's former NFL man says, no, I want to get your take. It's Vikings and Broncos. We're kind of overlooking this one as media. It's maybe a trap game for me. I don't know. Maybe I'll get bored in the first quarter or something. We'll see. Uh, but I want to know if you think that trap games are real and if this could be one for the Vikings. We'll be right back. This is Purple Daily on Score North. Hey, everybody. It's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.